Saul. No. You know the deal, right? Three this time, right? You sure? Yeah, I mean, you can do whatever you want, I guess, but like, you know. I, know, I mean, I know other numbers. I can go higher. Uh, yeah, I, oh, my gosh, dude. Hey, Saul, you want to count me down, man? All right, all right. <clears throat> In three, two, one. I'm kind of disappointed, man. I really expected less from you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to SEN Afterlife. I am Jay Wade, and holy shit, fuck Batman, we got one today. That's right, guys. We're rocking now on episode number 29 of this SEN Live After Show. And uh, I had plans for Kaylin to be here. She really wanted to be here tonight. But something came up last minute. She was not able to be here. Saul, would you happen to have any idea why uh, why she's not here? Uh, she's obviously a vindictive person, and this is a personal thing against me. Uh, it's fun to joke about, isn't it? <laughs> but as joke you... about, report accurately, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you smartass. But uh, as you can hear, we've got Saul here tonight. He's uh, he's going to join us as we welcome to the show Brett Sheridan, everyone. How are you doing, Brett? Good, good. Yeah, just uh, a long day so far already. Did a little SCN and then did the Brett and Kate uh, um, Patreon show and uh, had a little snack and now I'm here. Still, still and, standing up. <laughs> that's good. If you fall, I'll catch you. I promise. Thank man. you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem at all. And yeah, I really appreciate your time. I was thinking about that earlier when I was watching Essie and Live, and uh, and and it was brought up about Kate and Brett uh, show today. Yeah, man. Pack schedule. Really appreciate you notching some time out for us, man. Thank you very much for joining. No us. problem. Yeah, yeah. It's it's amazing. There's so much. It's like I've, I feel like uh, you know you know. Doing all these and things like that, I feel like I thought I was going to have a lot more free time, but uh, um, it's good. It keeps uh, I, my brain needs to be busy, and I need to be doing things. And so, if not, I get a little lazy. So, it's it's good to have stuff to do. Oh yeah, I hear that, man. Um, and and speaking of stuff to do, I would like to ask you a few questions um, about stuff other than SE and live. Um, uh, well, I just want to—I want to know a few things here. Um, I'm curious. I ask—I ask all of our guests. Well, maybe not all of them. I don't think I asked Saul, but I ask most of our guests at least. Uh, when, at what point did you realize that you wanted to get into entertainment and that you had a love for that type of thing? Was there a specific time? Um, I would say you know it's—it's it's almost the cliche of any kind of a show, like you know. Um, you know, uh, voice or something like this one, you know, you hear people say, you know, oh, he was, he was a performer since he was a kid and all this stuff. But I think from an early, early age, I, I, I wanted to do some sort of entertaining and I, and I knew that I enjoyed making people laugh. Um, and I would say my first like acting experience came from doing like church plays and musicals and things like that was doing stuff at a fairly young age, like, oh, I'd say like 10, I guess may have been. I mean, that was so long ago, I can't remember. But, you know, that was my first <laughs> kind of experience with that. and Or doing little, uh, you know, uh, skits and things like that in classes. I will call those skits because they weren't, you know, I know that's such a cliche or a, a passe to say skits when you're talking sketches. But when at a young child, I was doing skits. Um. I just just right now, I just remembered. I think my first 
performance performance I ever did was uh, in at school. I did a lip sync to Billie Jean uh, in my school. Yes. Yes. I did. I came up with a dance. I made myself a glittery glove. Um, I slicked my (laughs) hair back and uh, I, no, I did not do anything uh, makeup wise. If anybody's wondering, so there's no uh, <laughs> bad bad photos that people can dredge up for me. I just I just dressed like Michael Jackson and did my hair like. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I love that. Um, Brent, you know, Brent, if you, if you were gonna put makeup on to look like Michael Jackson, you would have to probably get makeup to look make yourself look lighter. I think. Yes, oh, thank yes, you. That would have been you. the yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I wanted to say it. I wanted to say it, but I was too afraid to. Thank you, Saul. Thank you for saying it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, fortune favors the bold. Try to keep up, Jeff. Yes, yes. Well, you know, I, I, mean, I would have worded it a little bit different, so maybe that's why I didn't say it. But <laughs> well, this this was before he had gone too far with the plastic I surgery. See. Yeah, this was. I mean, well, um thriller i believe right isn't it was that or was that that album i don't know i i have it still i can't remember i can't remember what albums it was but i it was yeah billy jean um and then I, I i got started with the uh then i went back and i started listening to like you know jackson five and stuff like that and, and again i know um, michael jackson is a touchy subject right now uh and has been Fun. for a few years but uh I guess yeah. uh, as a child, I didn't know about any of these things, and I just loved the music. So I guess we could leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, no, same here. When I was a kid, I remember uh, I lived in, I grew up in Houston, Texas for the first part of my life, and every Saturday morning they had about an hour block dedicated to playing music videos, like the latest hit music videos. I can't, maybe it was Billy Jean. I can't remember the video where he's walking on the sidewalk and they light up as he steps on him. Uh, that was the first, my introduction to Michael Jackson, and that shit was magic it, I was a kid. It was just amazing. Oh, yeah. I remember that video, and I think that is Billie Jean. Yeah, that's, that's definitely Billie Jean. That's, um, yeah. Yeah, I remember I, I remember back in, when he did the Bad Album, he took yes. over he took over MTV. Like, it became the Michael Jackson channel for, like, I felt like weeks. Maybe it wasn't, but, like, Martin Scorsese directed the music video to Bad. Oh, wow. And then, and then he put like he filmed scenes before the video and after the video. Like he made like I remember when the album hit, like it it he took over pop culture for like weeks. Yeah, I remember for waiting for the thriller. I mean, I actually saw the thriller video when it dropped uh live and I remember waiting and, and you know, just knowing the time it was gonna come out and and just the whole anticipation. So yeah, as so here it is. Yeah, it's the it is off the thriller album, nineteen eighty three. So, how old was I in 83? 83 minus 74. Oh, God, my brain is getting too... <laughs> I, I'm, looking, I'm looking at the wall going, I'm glad someone else brought up math. But see, th- damn it, this is why we need Kaylin Rose here, because she is a college-level math teacher. So yeah. She would have she been all over this shit. <laughs> so I was nine, it looks like. I was nine. Excellent. My, my same age as my daughter when all went down. So Awesome. Well, this just popped in my head while we were talking. I don't know why in that little bit of discussion. Perhaps the, <laughs> perhaps Michael Jackson walking down the street is what made me think of it. But that kicked my thoughts to uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, Charlie Goes America All Over the, Everybody's Ass. or I, Somewhere along that line is the title name. 
Charlie and D get into street performing. Shot in the dark, but have you ever done any type of street performance, Brett? I think the only thing that would uh, be considered street performing was still just like uh, uh, I was part of a community theater. Um, I was like the youngest one in a community theater in my hometown. And during one of our uh, like downtown carnival slash you know, whatever's, uh, we were doing a, a performance of like a melodrama. And it, I remember like kids on bikes riding by and making fun of us. And, almost, you know, oh, like man. if they had things to throw, they would throw them at us. <laughs> <laughs> it was, that wasn't exactly the funnest, but no, I, I've never, I never did the like street performer thing. I, I, uh, um, I, some of those guys do some good money, but I don't know, you know, I don't know if I've have the talents to do anything that niche, you know, like of, you know, you know my break dancing, I guess, wasn't that great back uh-huh. then. And uh, <laughs> I also didn't feel like putting, you know, gold paint all over my body and standing still. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't even know if those guys enjoy doing it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> who knows? Um, but I mean, hell, right here, great, uh, great segue here. Uh, do you remember your first paying gig as an actor? first paying uh, gig was I did an episode of Real Stories of the Highway Patrol. Um, and I'm going to try to find it, I think, and maybe digitize it so I can put it up on YouTube. But um, it was, I was, I got it in Nebraska. I had a, I got an agent somehow um, uh, that was in Beatrice, Nebraska, or Beatrice. I don't know how people say it. Um but uh, yeah, I got an agent. They got me this audition, and I think made a hundred and fifty bucks or something like that. And I thought it was amazing. And, and I played a, a juvenile delinquent uh, who escapes <laughs> from a home uh, with his buddies and has this whole plan. And I actually drove uh, a car um, in a like a high speed chase where um, actual highway patrolmen. Uh, we're, we're following me, and um, every time we do these takes, they're like, hey, man, you got to not go so fast. I mean, I know we're shooting something here. I don't know why, what kind of liability they had to let just some kid in uh, college, you know, drive a car and be chased <laughs> by cops. And then at one point in the thing, I get pulled out of the car, thrown onto the hood of a, um, of a police uh, uh, vehicle. Uh, whatever you would call that <laughs> why are words words today i've been talking a lot um and that's a pretty funny thing to see because uh, i told the guy I go go for it i can i can take it and he he just yanked me out of the window oh wow and tossed me up on there and it looks pretty brutal but I, you know i braced myself and stuff but it was, it was, it was really fun i mean and the guys that i the hybrid patrolman i were working with were really cool and yeah it was like they weren't like getting mad at me but yeah i was i was going a little faster than I should have. Um, That's great. The streets were blocked off. What was I supposed to do? <laughs> hey, hey, it's a high-speed chase. What are you going to do? Yeah. 20 yeah. mile an hour? Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you know, uh, until... Uh, and this is embarrassing for me to admit, but, I'm, but I got it. I mean, I'll admit stuff, man. Um, now, let me go back a little bit here. Um, I was an online gamer, and I was addicted to that shit. And uh, I had, like, there were seven of us, uh, of my real-life friends. And by that, you know, I mean, like, people that lived within 20 minutes of me, and we hung out all the time. But we all uh, we all started our own alliance on this online game. It was great. One of my friends at that time, 
introduced me to the guild about three episodes in, and I was hooked. That that show is so spot on. It's unbelievable. And I had... I don't know why Mr. Wiggly never popped it in my head until <laughs> Rachel Silvestrini said it uh, in the comments on SCN Live a few weeks ago. I had I, I had no clue that that was you in, in the Guild, and I had loved that show. I own the first three seasons on DVD. I still got to get the rest. Still on my plans. Oh, wow. Um, I love that show, and I was just wondering, uh, how did you get involved with that? Was it an issue or a situation where there was a casting call, or did you know someone who was involved? Because that show is really great. Yeah, I knew Felicia Day, and I knew um, uh, Kim Evey, who was producing it. They, they were, it was Acme Comedy Theater people, uh, uh, friends of mine, and I knew, I knew Felicia. She was uh, actually just taking classes there at the time. Um, and uh yeah the the how I got into it was that they asked to use my son um when he was a baby to be the the kid in the first episode um and then also my other uh, friends uh that were also acme people um they had their two daughters in there um and yeah they, my our kids were in it first and then at one point I don't know if you know in the first I don't know if it's in the first season or whatever but suddenly there's only two kids um and uh it's it's my son and my friend's daughter the one daughter didn't want to do it anymore um <laughs> and then i think at one point it was just they would just show my son cuz my other friend's daughter didn't want to do it anymore either so <laughs> we went from three kids to one um but yeah it was it, i got the job um from them and they put me on as the dad after my son had been doing it for a while i don't even know if i was in the first season to tell you the truth I think I, I, I think I think you were. I think uh, your first appearance, if I remember, you had just walked in while your on-show wife was playing the games, and she had the babies pinned up, the kids pinned up in the kitchen. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, it was it was a short one, but yeah, it was later on when you when you actually joined the guild, and uh, and yeah, and I was actually I was watching a little bit uh, a couple episodes last night. And I was wondering about that, actually, who the who the children were that were used. I was going to ask that. That's awesome. Because I, yeah. you know, it always, you always kind of think about, especially in, uh, and this was a web series, so it wasn't some, you know, big major studio project. You always wonder, or I do at least, uh, you know, whose children are those? They're likely children <laughs> of people, cast and crew. So that yeah, answers yeah. that. Yes, yeah, that's, I allowed that's Felicia great. Day to let my child... Um, be put in a cage and uh, um, chew on a power strip that was, of course, not plugged in. <laughs> um, but that was the that was the first episode with the he was the little boy. Um, God, he he I don't even think he was a year old at the time. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, my son was the first in the family to ever have a ton, and he still beats me as far as views, I believe, um, on YouTube. That first episode of the Guild was in the millions years ago. Yeah, so I'm not sure what it's up to these days. And now, you know, I mean, I think you can. Is it still on Netflix? You can watch it. Uh, yeah, they they just added it to Netflix a few months ago. So, yeah, I got some uh, two and three dollar checks from that. So nice, nice. <laughs> now, ha- has your son watched uh, the? Like, I mean, I'm sure he's aware now that he was in it. Has he watched any of it? Or, oh, yeah, yeah, we went back and uh, watched him. Actually, when my mom was in town. Uh, 
maybe a couple of years ago, we went through the the entire and kind of went to it, tried to find his parts and stuff like that. And that was, it was pretty fun to go back in memory lane there. And I couldn't, I couldn't believe it had been that long. I mean, he's 13 now. So yeah, it was, it was, and he also did the Halloween special, which is pretty funny. Um, they did, uh, you can find that online and he, comes to the door dressed in a in a um a chicken costume. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Brett, can I can I ask you a question about the guild? Uh, yeah. Did um did you when you when when you were on it, did you ever do any promotion with the rest of the cast? Um no, I really wasn't I was kind of like uh you know not part of that main. I never did the Comic Con or the you know I didn't okay. I didn't do signings with them. So there was the core group of people and you know i mean i i think myself and i was i was i think i've been in the most episodes under the the top people and then it was like me and then will wheaton i think um as far as episodes you know if I, on imdb as far as how many but yeah i i was never part of that um whole you know thing because it was just they just stuck with the the main guild people okay because i i hung out with the cast of the guild once after um a friend of mine brian uh is an actor and he was at a uh a vi- we were at a video game convention outside philadelphia and this was when the guild i think it was in the first or second season and yeah i uh me and uh we, we all raced go-karts all night at this place <laughs> that was like it was like rural it would, they, they called it Philadelphia video game con. It was really, it was almost Amish country. And yeah, I, I remember um, we all hung out all night drinking and uh, racing go-karts. That's awesome. And I thought we might've had a, we met before we knew each other moment. No, I, it was weird. I, I didn't, I, I never was part of all, any of that. And I, you know, I kind of wished it went later on. I was like, cause I didn't really know much of that world. I didn't know. Comic-Con or any of this stuff, and I didn't, I wasn't a gamer, a lot of people wanted to know if I'd actually, um, on, you know, played World of Warcraft before, um, but no, I didn't, uh, I wasn't part of that, but, like, yeah, the main cast was, like, Felicia, Sandeep, um, Robin, Thorson, Jeff Lewis, Jeff Lewis is a, uh, Acme guy, the guy who played Vork on there, um, Okuda, Vincent Castle, and then I'm yeah, then I'm the one did 18 episodes, and Will Wheaton did 16. So I've done more than Will Wheaton, right? Yeah, <laughs> dude, you beat Wesley Crusher, baby. <laughs> I knew Will. Will I actually Will and I took um, were in sketch writing together, and uh, um, at at Acme, you know, it was something he he was just you know did. I I don't know. I guess just for fun or something. But and he he knew a lot of those guys from Acme as well. We've we've crossed paths a few times. I haven't heard hey. from him in years. I need to hit him up. <laughs> yeah, you should. You should. Why not, man? And but no better time than now. Hell, nobody's doing anything yeah. right now anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, it, thank you, Brett. That was great. I, 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 you know, I always wanted to get, get to know a little bit more about, uh, where you came from as far as your entertainment and stuff like that. And thank you very much, sir. Yeah, um, no problem. And, and as you know, so that's where Mr. Wiggly came from. Yes. Um, and, and I didn't know what Twitter was and I was on a podcast, um, about guild and they're like, you don't have a Twitter account. I'm like, what's a Twitter account? And 
you know, let's make you one right now. And what should your name be? And I should have put Brett Sheridan um, because that was available at the time. And I didn't realize this would be a big thing to have your own name, but we'll forever yeah. be at Mr. Wickley because somebody owns, owns the Brett Sheridan name. So, <laughs> Oh, him, some... me and Saul have to pay that due to visit. <laughs> yeah, this this actually sounds familiar. Something that I went through about a week ago. Luckily, my first name is actually Schmodown. So the fact that I'm Schmodown Saul on Twitter now is um, yeah, yeah, that's that works out. That works out. A happy, happy coincidence. Oh, you're. I know you, mate. You're just happy that you can finally contribute for once when I when I ask for for your plug. No, no, shut up, Jay. It's not a, it's not something I'm proud of, and you know this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we are an SEN Live After Show here, and I want to touch on a couple things from this week before we take our little break and jump into some Schmodown, which is, oh, every week I get more and more excited about talking about Schmodown. It's consuming everything about me. Um, but uh, Memorial Day was on Monday, and uh, Brett, you and Christian, you know, a lot of a lot of great war movies thrown out there. Um, but I just want to, well, I'll just be honest. I just want to throw in my two cents. You know, I want to be heard too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but no, I I just, I had a couple mentions that I didn't hear mentioned. Maybe, maybe Gettysburg was mentioned, but I don't recall hearing it mentioned. I love that movie. It's, it's a, it's a very long movie packed full of speeches, but some of the greatest speeches you're ever going to see. The the actual battle of Gettysburg is just amazing. It's it's an epic, epic battle so, uh, scene in my opinion. Um, but another one that I was thinking of that I watched when I was a little kid with my folks uh, called Zulu from the seventies with Michael Caine. Um, it's a great it, one. Yeah. Yes. Have you ever seen that, Brett? Don't I got? I'm, I'm, I'll look it up right now because that's the. That's the the beauty I have right now is like I, nobody can see me looking down at my phone. Zulu, <laughs> I don't know if I saw that or not. It it's a very good movie, and as a kid, it freaked me out. Um, you can and the Zulu did this; they would march, and when they would march, they would stomp their feet, so you could hear them coming from a mile away, and it sounded almost like a train, kind of. And you could hear them coming from miles and miles away for days, and the sound would get closer and closer. Oh, wow. As a kid, that terrified me. And and then it's just a great movie in general anyway. One that I do go back and watch I own on DVD. I, I just love it. But I didn't know, uh, Saul, what kind, of, what kind of war movies do you like to revisit or do you think are the greats? Uh, the Star War type? Mostly, no. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh! No, as uh, I, I, I uh, uh, it's a genre. I actually, and, and this may sound unusual, but I spent, I've spent, I've seen, I've seen several hundred war films. It's kind of there was, I think that was sort of my go-to genre for a couple of years. Now that I think about it, um, there's uh, it depends on what kind of mood I am. I'm, I'm, I'm in. I sort of feel like there's two types of war movies. There's these beautifully crafted. Um, deeply depressing rightfully so you know war is hell this is a terrible thing these 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 mostly dramatic pieces and then there's the sort of war movie made by a 14 year old playing with his friends in the woods and uh <laughs> type of genre and in that genre uh i'm a big fan of the film called where eagles dare with uh clint eastwood and um richard burton but uh two commandos who go behind enemy lines in nazi germany um, and uh, that's one of my favorites. And uh, there's a uh, 
a, a Soviet film called Come and See, which is probably the most bleak and depressing film in the history of cinema. It's a wildly anti-war film um, about World War II. Um, it's it's in Russian, so it's subtitled. But uh, if anyone really wants to uh, ruin their weekend, I recommend Come and See. It's a uh, and um, Another amazing war, uh, another amazing war film that never gets spoken about. Uh, you never hear about it in America because it's it's in French. Is a film called Battle of Algiers. It's about the. Um, it's it's actually it's a it's one of the only films I've ever seen told in this style. It's a mockumentary, but it's not comedic. It's a, it's a it's a faux documentary about um, the French occupation of Algiers and uh, the guerrilla group that results that um, turns to terrorism to try to run them out of Algeria. And it's shot like a documentary. It's very heavy, very profound, um, tragic stuff. But uh, if you want to have a blast, uh, you know, where Eagles Dare, I recommend that to everybody. Huh. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I, I'd <laughs> like to check that out. Um, Brett, oh, how about you? Uh, is there anything that you that you didn't maybe didn't mention or that wasn't brought up that uh, – or even if it was brought up Monday, uh, anything else you'd like to touch on or maybe what uh, – what your favorite? I, I shouldn't say genre in this in this case, but like time period, because you know you've got World War II, where you've got like Aztec, you've got Roman. Is there anything specific as far as historical time period that you like? Um. Yeah. I mean, I think that you know, I I, I don't honestly don't remember uh, watching a lot of war films to tell you the truth. Other than, I mean, Full Metal Jacket sticks out. Um, as just being very disturbing at the time, um, to me, just, you know, the, uh, the, especially, uh, one scene in particular. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't think I watched that. I, I got a lot of my war stuff from my grandfather telling me stories about World War II and, and things like that. So yeah, as far as the, the warm war film, uh, genre, I'm, I'm not, that's, that's probably the least I know about because, uh, Mostly, I do like to keep a, a watch light-hearted things um, because uh, life is depressing enough. But yeah. I, it, it, I am. It was. It's interesting the history, and I've, I've, uh, I do think the history is. Is I, I went. I think I brought it up. I went to the uh, National World War II Museum uh, with my father the last time I was in New Orleans um, visiting my brother, and uh, if you know, hopefully that. When museums and things like that open up again, it's it, it's it's just absolutely an amazing museum. It's into perspective. I mean, as you walk through there, you, it, the places there's parts of it that are just kind of dank, and you can almost sense like what it's like to be in this situation. These stories of these different soldiers, and there's actually you get on this little plane like you're loading up to head out and. You know, some of these guys were told, you know, the morning of they they were told, hey, we're shipping you off. And they had to go home and pack their stuff and say goodbye to their parents by that evening. And that to me, you know, was uh, very, uh, very interesting and also just a, just a it really hit me like how we we do have it. We, we do have it pretty good right now, you know, and it was yeah. it always amazed me, too, that like a lot of these guys, I think. I don't think people want to fight and go to war, and they were all willing to do it. I know my, I know my grandfather lied about his age. He want, he wanted to go be a part of it, and I don't know if we 
you know, I don't know if this generation has that kind of uh, yeah. get them attitude, but uh, hopefully we don't have to deal with wars. And that, that's that's all I have to say about that. And I I can't argue with anything you said. So, <laughs> um, uh, something else that was big this week. Uh, well, uh, last week and then again this week, the the Snyder uh, cut of Justice League, and now it seems there's going to be an Ayers cut of Suicide Squad. And uh, good old good old Snyder brought up um, it, it. You know, this is going to set a bad precedent for the future and. And all that, and and it was, and, and then to counter that, it was also brought up that you know there are di- other directors' cuts out there, and that's true. In directors' cuts, it's no new thing. I mean, there's directors' cuts of Apocalypse Now, of you know, I mean, it goes back a long way. So directors' cuts are nothing new. But but I want to kind of uh, uh, ask here and approach this from a different angle. Is I don't recall any times, and if there have been not many at least, I'm sure, where years after a movie has already been put out by the uh, studio, let a director finish the movie. You know, this is not a situation where uh, the Snyder Cut, it's been done, and then he gave it to the studio, they trimmed it a little bit, put it out, and then later on they're releasing the full director's cut. I mean, this is a little bit different. Uh how do you guys feel about about it from that point of view? And do you think that would set a bad precedent as far as, you know, I mean, who, who are we going to have complaining now in the future who only gets to film half a movie and someone else finishes it? You, situations like that. I mean, are we going to have Lord Miller cut of Star Wars now? And Disney's going to give them money to bring everybody back? And I'm not, I'm not bitching about any of this. I just, I like to ask the questions. Because I'm excited for the Snyder Cut because I never watched the cut that has come out. It didn't look very good to me, but I loved Man of Steel. I really enjoyed the director's cut of um, BVS, Batman vs. Superman. Um, so I am excited for this, but I just I worry about that aspect of it. That, that it it's just a little bit different. Um, either one of you jump out it, fight each other for for the first uh <laughs> the first opinion on this but do you guys what are your thoughts on that on what i just said i bet saul's got an opinion on this i sure do brett thank you sir um <laughs> well well actually this that i do recall the last time i remember this happening was the same studio and ironically or coincidentally rather uh it was also superman was involved was richard donner got to finish superman 2 um sort really? of yeah, I'll, I'll try not to give you the Wikipedia page, but Superman 1 and 2 were initially filmed back-to-back. Um, but there was, a, I forget, there was a budgetary problem, and they had to, they released one while two was about 70% done. And um, to, uh, I believe it was for budgetary reasons. And one, Superman, the original in 1978 with Gene Hackman and Christopher Reeve, it was a very big hit. But what people don't know is that the, the end of, of Superman, where Superman flies around the planet and, t- and reverses time, was supposed to be the end of Superman 2. Wow. And then um, Richard Lester, who uh, was a director most famous for uh, A Hard Day's Night, the Beatles film from the 60s, he came in and finished Superman 2 because Richard Donner got fired because he got into an argument with Warner Brothers in between the release of one and him finishing two. So the whole thing was a clusterfuck. And then 
in 2006 or seven, or maybe right after Superman Returns, Warner Brothers gave Donner the time and the money, and they let him go back and finish his cut. And you can go and buy it right now on Blu-ray, uh, the Richard Donner cut of Superman 2. Wow. The, pro- the problem is, is that it's not quite completed. It's like some of the effects were not done. Some of the shots were not made. Uh, most of the humor, there's a lot of oddball humor in Superman 2. It's that, but that was all Richard Lester. That, so like all of that was gone. And um, at one point, you literally, they, they had to have animation to finish certain sequences towards the end because they just, they literally didn't film it. But I would much rather, I'm not sure, I would much rather Warner Brothers go back to Richard Donner again and give him a proper budget, give him several million like, they, like they're going to do Snyder and say, all right, go back and cut up both of them and then use CGI to finish your, to see a yeah. Christopher Reeve Superman movie with modern special effects, I think would be a really special thing. And, um, to, yeah, I know that, that reeks of Star Wars special edition, but, <laughs> but, but special effects have come a long way. And I think, Richard Donner's original vision has never really been seen. Even even when he finally got it, it still wasn't perfect. It was it's still sort of like an assembly edit. If you guys know the um, if you know the term, that's what they're saying. the The Snyder cut is right. It's an assembly yeah, edit. but they're gonna they're gonna throw a mountain of cash at it and then they'll they'll clean <laughs> it up. And um, I don't know that. Um, I mean, listen, I have a very I guess because of nostalgia because I grew up. Um, reading comic books, I have a weird connection with these films where I, even the bad ones, I kind of like. It's like pizza for me. So, it, Justice League is a terrible movie that I enjoy very much and um, <laughs> I can't quite explain it. I'm completely biased by these films. I don't know that Zach, I, I don't know that this version is going to be a grand enhancement to this story. It's not going to like, I don't think it's going to go from you know, Egg McMuffin the burger. You know, it, it's going it's just, to it's just gonna, I think it's going to be probably Maybe a little bit. We're going to go from a movie that's a three out of ten to maybe a movie that's four and a half out of ten. I don't. I don't know. Oh. But um, but well, that's I, a take I've not heard. I yeah. mean, it, it. It. I'm not sure the Snyder sensibilities are great for characters like Wonder Woman and Superman. You know, I don't know that he. I don't know. But um, for whatever that's worth. But uh, I don't think that's a bad precedent, and I don't mind studios giving directors uh cash to go back to old movies because it's not my fucking money. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit on my ass. And, I'm gonna sit on my ass and watch this whole thing. And, and, and David Ayer, who is a filmmaker, I really enjoy. Uh, they give him the cash to go back. And, yeah, let him do it. Let him. Let everyone go back. I don't care. I mean, it, again, it's not your money. Let him, who cares what these corporations want to do? Um, you know, I, I don't want to see a Lord of Miller solo movie. I, I love Solo actually. Um, but uh, yeah, if, if an artist gets to, to fully flesh out what they're trying to do. At the behest of a giant corporation making a profit, yeah, all right, I, I can sleep well. I think I agree. I agree with that sentiment that it's just like you know, if it came out and it wasn't their vision, you know, that having a chance to redo that, you know, will reconcile something, and hopefully it will be uh, more than slightly better. Um, I don't, you know, I all of these, I as a casual superhero i didn't read comics i but i did you know i i did love super the superman films and i you know i i love the the the, you know michael keaton batman you know i mean i i i feel like 
I'm more forgiving to these things because of my lack of, you know, what's canon or whatever, or like what, you know, the, the lore and things like that. So like, like I, I like Justice League. I liked Batman v Superman. I like, you know, it's like, I don't, I never, ever get to the point where I'm just angry at a, that a film didn't live <laughs> up to my expectations. Cause I don't have a lot of expectations when it comes to things like this. So that's the thing that's with these that is confusing to me that I just I go like okay, what is it that really just made people's blood boil about it? You know, um, I I get slack, I got slack from my friend when we came out of Transformers and he's like yeah that was a, a pile of shit and I was like what <laughs> they, they 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 transformed and you it was like it sound it's like the video it's like the cartoon when I. Did you see that part? You know, he's like, what plot holes? Plot, plot holes, but there were Transformers in it. And, and, you know, I was I was just a kid. I didn't, you know, think about all of that stuff. So I don't I don't know. This is this is a new thing to me. And I did hear that I did hear about this this Donner but, uh with the Superman. I think that was brought up a while back and you know yeah, I hope hopefully it's 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 a lot better. I think that's the only thing I could say is that you know if it isn't, then I don't. I don't think they're going to let people do this again. <laughs> yeah, yep. I, I like I said. I don't. I don't really have a dog in this fight. Um, I, I like. I like comic book movies and whatnot, but I'm not like a diehard fan. I'm not. I was never big into uh, comic books and stuff. Um, great movies, a lot of them are, but uh, but yeah, I don't have a dog in this fight. I just. Uh, I was just wondering, and then Saul, you cleared that up for me. I didn't really, yeah, I didn't realize that they had, that anything even remotely close to this had happened before, so that's good to find out, too. But, uh, uh, hey, guys, we are going to take a quick break here, and we're going to be right back with some Schmodown talk, because we had the, uh, we had the, well, last week we had the play-in match at the Star Wars tourney, but this time we had the first actual match of the tournament, and, uh, Laura Kelly took on Sean Sullivan uh, from the Den, and we got two members of the Den here, so we're going to get into this one. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. I'm Sean. You guys might know me on this feed from co-hosting Beyond the Screen, but now here at Movie Court the Movie Blog, we have started a brand new show exclusively for video games called Game Over Screen. So join me every week with my co-hosts. Hey, how's it going? My name's Brendan. And I'm Tyler. As we talk about everything video game related and when we, I guess, get to the Game Over Screen. I don't know. I don't have a good pun for that, but the joke is that we're going to die a lot in the game. <laughs> well, you might. Hi everyone, this is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years, as we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's name, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, Sean here. Be sure to check out the new podcast over here at Merkwood Movie Blog, Beyond the Screen. 
Mike, Sarah, and I every week coming together, doing our own little our own little radio show, whatever you want to call it, talking movie news, life, TV news, anything. Whatever comes up, that's what we're going to talk about. Every week, just come check it out. Where? Where? On the Mercury Movie Walk feed! Perfect! <laughs> Yay, okay, don't listen. Ready? I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Hey guys, it's Sean. I wanted to tell you guys about the new show I'm hosting, the Harry Potter Review Show. Every other week, I'm joined by some combination of Kaylin, Sarah, and one guest that has never read the books. We discuss one movie per episode and break down what we love about them, what we don't love about them, and the differences from the books to the movies. It's a ton of fun, and I hope you guys will tune in to check it out. Until then, mischief managed. Hey guys, we're back, and uh, be sure to check out those shows that you just heard the promos for from with the movie blog. Lots of good stuff going on over here, and uh, yeah, let's get in some schmodown talk uh, because you've got the tournaments that are that are ramping up here um, soon. Inner Geekdom will be coming up, which Saul is a part of. A big match for him coming up, uh, which we're not going to talk about. We will, but I'm definitely gonna I'm gonna pull his ear into the studio after he plays that match, and we're gonna break it down. But uh, but this week, um, and and I did a couple points here. Um, uh, the, a couple differences, upgrades, perhaps. Uh, they brought in the managers for the wheel spin consultations, uh, removing the other player and manager so that they could confer with each other. I really like that. Uh, that was a good thing to do. And I had suggested on Twitter earlier today that perhaps setting up the physical, the actual physical wheel either in Christian or Alice's houses, and having them spin it on camera for us. Um, it just seemed to me that that would alleviate, one, it would alleviate any on-the-line calls, because you can't go on the line on the actual wheel. And two, uh, it, it just, it just, it would bring a little bit of that old-school feel uh, back to us fans. Um to which Christian replied with a gif of Simon saying, that's a no for me. I asked him if he would please elaborate. I hope he does. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I ain't bitching. Not yet. We'll find out what happens. Uh, and I would never really bitch, bitch about it. But we all know I'm passionate about this shit. So, uh, but yeah, but and another thought I did have was, if not Christian and Ellis, then, then you could set up and have Ashley Mova hanging out in the back room and then bring her up and she's got the wheel in her house. And then she spins the wheel because the first time I w- I really saw the schmodown, uh, the first, well, the first time I did, and then a couple after that, Ashley was bringing out the wheel and spinning the wheel, and or at least bringing the wheel out, and that was always cool. I miss Ashley, uh, but that was my thought there. And Christian did address the challenge deliberation. Um, you know, obviously working all this stuff out, uh, it's got to be worked out, and it will be worked out. There were no big hiccup hiccups here this week. It was a great match, a really good match. Um, and and like I said, it was a Star Wars tournament match with Laura Kelly from Corruption versus Sean Sullivan from the Den. Uh, let's just get right into this, guys. Um, we'll start with you first, Brett. Um, what do you what did you think of this match, and what did you take away from it? Um, I just feel bad. That- a team member of mine lost. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. just a team player. But, but yeah. uh, I, I do. I knew the cards were. You know, uh, I, I'm. What I understand, the cards were stacked against him. But uh, you know, uh, uh, under the circumstances, he played a great match. And 
know, uh, you know, it, 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 it I heard people saying he was going to get blown away, I guess. And he, you know, so I guess that's my comment on it. He did good. He did good, man. He really did. Uh, he, there's a lot of potential and promise there in the star Wars league for him. Um, it's just like you said, Laura Kelly, man, that is a hard one to play, especially your first match. If you're going to have to play her, uh, you're going to, I would imagine you'd want to get at least one match under your belt before playing her. Um, but yeah, it, it was tough, tough competitor she is. Um, what, what about you, Saul? What'd you, uh, what'd you think of this? I, I was, I was very, very happy with how, um, my buddy, uh, Sully played. Um, listen, I, I'm, I'm a guy who's very, uh, my, the reason why I'm an NIG is because I believe I have the inner geekdom division is because I believe I have a, a, a large knowledge base for those movies. And the center of my center is star Wars. So I'm very pride. I'm very prideful of my star Wars knowledge. And I gotta be honest with you. I'm looking at the star Wars division. There's no one else I'd want to be my faction star Wars representative than, than, than Sean Sullivan. And I think he played very, very well. Um, and he's got more to say. He's not done. And and um, he went toe to toe with the, the person who's most likely going to win this tournament. And it could have gone his way. And um, Sean's a great guy. And and uh, uh, we text each other frequently. Text each other uh, just to keep each other on each, toe, on each other's uh, toes. We were studying. You know, we've been studying simultaneously. Um, not together, but we just text each other just to keep each other going. And. Um, like I found something the other day and I, I passed it along to him and it was, it was something he had actually had picked up on. And so, uh, so yeah, I, you know, uh, Kelly is no joke, man. That, that's, that's another wolf. That is another wolf and looking for, uh, and Sean's no sheep. And, um, and he's, he's not, he's not done and he's going to go and get that experience and he's going to smooth out some of these, these, uh, these gaps that were there. And he's come to make some noise in this division, and it's uh, that that's this is that that division is no joke, and he neither is he. And um, again, Sully's my boy. Yeah, yeah, I think right now the biggest thing that it, it, the whole game is just different now. I mean, it's you know it's, it's obvious, like doing it online, and you're saying issues with wheels and things like this, and everybody's having to adapt. You know, it's the the talk is always well, what happens under the lights, but now what happens in your in your living room? You know, and how are yeah. you <laughs> dealing with you know delays of things or you know like wheels landing on you know the line and stuff like that. So I think anybody that's competing right now is competing um, in a in a totally different field, and uh, good on them for taking taking the the bullet for some of us who won't have to do it until after it's. Uh, <laughs> After it's uh, all said and done, as I know Christian said recently, he's not putting me in anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Brett oh, Shelfife Sheridan is what. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, well, I, I like to ask. Uh, I, I like to ask competitors and uh, people, managers, folks associated with the Schmodown. Uh, Questions and their opinions on some things, and uh, real quick, you won't spend a lot of time on this at all. But um, as far as um, the the decision that on on the wheel from now on, if it is on the line, that it's it's uh, the the spinner gets to choose. To me, I see that as a form of spinner's choice, and where like say Brett spins and he lands on a specific 
wedge. He's stuck with that wedge. I spin, I hit it right on the line, and I get to pick my strength over my weakness. If, to me, that give, that gives one competitor an unfair advantage over the other. Um, do you guys have an opinion on that? And I'm not looking to get y'all in trouble. I'm just wondering, curious, <laughs> as being competitors in the Schmodown, maybe your thoughts on that, if you have any. I think they're just playing with what they have. I don't know. I mean, I think it, it, it can change. It can it can. No, uh, again, it's, 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 we're in a different space right now. I think, you know, the things are, rules are constantly changing in the Schmodown and things are constantly changing. So I think, you know, and you can't please everybody with the way you you set it up, you know, you can't, you can't. I I didn't see it quite that severely. Um, and further, if I I recall correctly, Christian has said that's not going to happen again, but that situation has been sorted. I believe you said that this week on. On All right, and All right. um, but uh, I, I don't see it that way. I, uh, I mean, I'm not the type of guy who look when I watch football, and there's like a pass interference penalty, even if it goes like the Giants' way, like like the Giants fan, like even if it goes like my team's way, I'm still like I just let them play. Like I, I'm not the type of guy who's going to complain about a question or phrasing or the. I know there's something now about there was a phrasing that the, the Death Star is a villain. Uh, from the from Sean got a question about the Death Star. Uh, All right. Yeah, that, you know that's like matter. a non-issue to me. It's it, yeah, it's a real right. non-issue, and then there's certain people trying to make it an issue. And I think the questions are mostly excellent. Every so often, there's a little, uh, you know, there's a there's a little uh, gray spot here and there. I think the technology situation is again the Schmodown is being run excellently, and, 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 and I, I can't believe. That they're pulling this off during the situation, and how everyone's coming together, and and um, and even the wheel. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's but it's not really. You know, if if my if I spin a slice, if I spin it and it lands between the two slices, rather, um, who's to say either of those two slices are the ones that I really want, or or one that I know significantly well, and ones, you know, one I don't know at all. And plus, the, 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 we're talking about Star Wars players. There's a difference between Empire and Return of the Jedi. Shouldn't be very much for these people, you know. It really shouldn't. Fair enough. I can tell you, yeah. from my, I can tell you from my self-assessment for what you know. If you give me the choice between DC movies and DC EU movies, you're, it's six and one half dozen of another. You're not really. So, I, I think it's much ado about nothing. Yep. Fair enough, man. Fair very enough. fair point. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, that that was a great match. And next week, of course, we got another match: um, Scrimshaw versus someone. Help me, please. Uh, is it Demolante? It is. Hey, yes, that's that's going to be a damn good one too. Um, and then, like we said, it's all here. We're not going to get into it right now. But you have a you have a big match coming up against uh, uh, say his name. I don't. I don't. I can't even remember the fool's name. What is it? I don't know. They didn't tell me. They just said, oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Baby heel Hannah. Uh, baby <laughs> heel Hannah who needs to grow some hair on those nuts before uh, he's going to reach the status of heel that he's so desperately seeking. Um, now, I just want to say something. I brought this up last week. We had Winston on, and I just touched. I just gave my initial reply. Uh, we had asked uh, Brandon to be a guest on this show, uh, and, and we've we sincerely like having all of you folks from Schmodown on as guests. There's no traps here, nothing. To my knowledge, Brandon doesn't. Well, I'm sorry, I just fucked up. I said his name, uh, Baby Hugh Hannah. <laughs> uh, 
no, no, to my knowledge, he's never he's never even heard our show. And when we asked him his reply via Twitter again in public, come on, man, uh, show some class here. Uh, was I'm literally doing anything else? Yeah, I saw um, that. Yeah. Okay. Well. Hey, man, let me just let you know that you're not a big grab for anybody's show. Um, the only reason that we even reached out to you was because you started whining and crying because because Kate dropped your ass uh, as dead weight. Um, and then, I mean, I'll be honest, completely honestly here. I, I always assumed he was Ben Bateman's little brother tagging along to the matches. <laughs> I, I had no clue that he was a competitor until recently. So, you know, you ain't even a blip on our screen, man. And I don't care that you barked up this tree. I care about in the manner in which you barked up this tree. Show some class, dude. You know, uh, 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 tighten that tie a little bit, like a lot more, please. <laughs> and then and then try to read your teleprompter while you while you do your little promos. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I, and that's not a diss against Hannah. It's really not. Um, it, it's just really hard to remember someone who's basically never played a match. So uh, that being said, uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up for this week, guys. Um, and I know I'm so excited to actually get a legit answer out of Saul on this one. Saul, why don't you tell the folks where they can find you on the social media, buddy? I was, you know, fuck you, Jay. The fact that you, <laughs> it, uh, I'm on the, uh, the, the, the Twitter, the Twitter, yeah, the one with the tweeting that one. You can find me at. Um, I'm Saul. I don't know. It's it, uh, Schmoe and Saul. Ugh. I know. I know. I'm taking too much joy in that, aren't I, dude? <laughs> you take too much joy in a lot of things you shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. That's true. God, thank God no one can see my Pornhub history. Anyway, Brett Sharon, sir, <laughs> Mr. Wiggly, thank you very much for your time tonight. Really appreciate no it. Um, where can the folks find you at the social media and anything you got going on that you'd like to uh, plug at all? You can uh, find me rarely tweeting and rarely putting things on Instagram. Um, I just recently signed up for the Discord and then was like, what is this? Ah!" Um, (laughs) And then uh, I I created a Twitch channel to possibly, if I can figure out how to, um, I might have a little fun uh, doing some like old school Nintendo games off of my uh, Nintendo Switch. um, I like to play uh, like a Metroid and and the old Zeldas and things like that. And if anybody would like to see that, I I, I think that would be kind of fun. Or do some Animal Crossing. Apparently, um, that's the the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One are set up to work with Twitch, but you need to get a actual some sort of converter the switch so of course i don't have the equipment to do it but um other than SCN and the kate show every friday at 1 30 uh yeah ten dollar and up patreon um just find me at home being safe and trying to just keep my family safe so yeah, see, see brett's got it doing see I, I i think video games that anyone plays a video game that's made after 2006 i think it's weird i think it's creepy <laughs> i uh i got the little i got the um it lasts like a year or two ago. They put out like a little Nintendo, and it has oh, like yeah. yeah. And I got I got um I got that one. I got the little Nintendo, the little Super Nintendo, and the little Sega Genesis. And then I maybe Jerry rigged them a little bit, uh, doing some um, hijinks on the internet. And I put the entire <laughs> game libraries of the Nintendo, the, oh. Super, the Super Nintendo, and the Genesis. I put them on there. You can hack them. Oh, that's nice. And um, I'm not a, again. I'm not a big gamer. And again, anything after 2006 is I think. 
if you're playing video games mid after 2006, you're probably a sex pervert. <laughs> I, no, it, it just, I don't like because video games are supposed to look fake. Man, and video uh, games they look real now, and you're controlling the person. <laughs> and like, what does that say about you? You want to control people in real life? Like, what are you? What are you into? So again, I, again, I, I, I'm just really glad that y'all can't see my Pornhub search history after that. <laughs> And, uh, and last, uh, last, I, I did it uh, a few months ago, and I it took me it took me about thirty years, but I finally beat Super Mario Brothers, and um, so I'm just knocking <laughs> off my to do list is just getting knocked off from the bottom all the way. To oh the top. yeah, yeah. I just I I beat the Zelda one and two, so I'm right there with you. And, and I mean, awesome. I did I did it back in the day. Um, and I was amazed at how many where how many bushes I knew to burn in the first one, and which how one. <laughs> how fucking weird is that? Like, yeah, I'm doing like I remember where to jump in certain parts of Super Mario. I haven't touched it since you know yeah, about whatever, yeah. 88, 90. and uh, I was blown away Crazy. by that. And um, also, I, I spent way too many weekends playing Tech Mobile. And uh, oh, I love that game. And uh, Raiders man, Bo Jackson, nobody could stop him, dude. Lawrence Taylor could. Lawrence Taylor well, shut his shit right down, homeboy. And, so, and then, because I'm Mr. Dynamic and Excitement, uh, SimCity for the Super Nintendo, <laughs> which is probably, oh. which is a game that's so boring, it's probably homework in some schools. <laughs> I literally, I think it's the greatest thing ever. I could play SimCity, like, literally for nine hours on a Saturday. Hell yeah. The Animal Crossing is the new, like, SimCity, but in a a more child friendly way and less stressful. And uh, I can't, it's, 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 you can't play with other people. I thought it was going to be all four of us could sit down and play together, but we play individually and help each other out and stuff. And it really is a highly addictive game. But if you, if, if I explained it to you, you you'd think I was a crazy person. So. <laughs> we already think you're a crazy person. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, yeah. I think, I think you guys know that. <laughs> yep. Thank God right. you're crazy. I love that's it. That's great. Yeah, thank God, man. Thank God. Uh, but again, Saul, thank you uh, for joining us tonight. Uh, Brett, especially, thank you very much, sir. Um, it's great to have you on. Appreciate your time and appreciate what you no do problem. for the community uh, on SEN and the Schmodown. It's great. Um, you're welcome back anytime at all. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Excellent. And uh, on that note, guys, we are done here for the week. We will be back next week where uh, our guest is Robert Parker and John from Movie Lovers Unite. And uh, also on Hotel Nerd Podcast with him will be uh, my guest co-host for that. So around, uh, for the, well, don't stick around. You'll be waiting all fucking week if you stick around. But come back next week. <laughs> Go out, do some shit uh, safely, of course, but you do other things. Then come back next week. I don't want you being bored. Uh, but everybody, have a great, safe week out there, and we will talk to you next week. <laughs>